What's up, everyone? Mega Man here. Hey, just want to uh, put a bonus episode out. <laughs> People are like, Mega Man, what is going on? What's up with putting so much content out? Well, <laughs> I have a lot of content I got to put out, you know, for, you know, I wanted to put some out for a rainy day. Um, you know, I'm going to take a break for maybe about two or three months. But luckily, I have a lot of episodes in my my library i can always put out maybe what once a week or maybe twice a week it just really depends how i feel um i wanted to get my boy comedian roger lopez on the podcast um i had him a while back on episode 42 and i wanted to get back um i wanted to get him on again um because i you know i always want to keep in touch with some of uh, my past guests who came on the mega man's podcast or the Mega Man After Dark. Um, you probably heard of him. I mean, he has a podcast called Roger That. You can find it on YouTube. Um, he did the George Perez story. He does it with George Perez, uh, Side Getty, XG, um, Xavier. He is also the producer for uh, Ten Foil Hats podcast. He does it with Sam Tripoli. Um, he did some other people's podcasts. I know he did a couple of appearances on the What's So Food podcast, he does it with Felipe Esparza and Rodrigo Torres. And he also did mine too. So check out the episode um, as well. And I wanted to get him, I wanted to get uh, my boy Roger on because I wanted to see what's he been up to lately and uh, how everything changed because of the COVID, where um, my boy Roger was performing um, some spots, you know, at the at the comedy store. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to see what's he been up to. You know, I think he's been, um, you know, just kind of living life, you know, just chilling. You know, watch. I know we talked about, uh, you know, UFC stuff, conspiracy, uh, the COVID, you know, the comedy scene here. I mean, we just talked about just random stuff. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to see uh, my boy what's he been up to. And, uh and we also talk about, you know, him taking a break from the podcast and, you know, getting back in the podcast game as well. So um, I hope you like this episode. Follow my boy on Instagram at uh, Roger Lopez comic. Um, super cool dude. Um, follow him, man. He's just he has a kind heart, man. And uh, hopefully, uh, Roger, if you're hearing this, uh, once this COVID's done, homie, we're going to go meet up and we're going to go grab some beers, some, some tall cans of PBRs, man. All right. So everyone, oh, one last thing. Uh, people are a little confused. I mean, are you, uh, really, really taking a break? Yes. Um, I got to take care of some personal things. Uh, it, you know, just for a personal matter, but, um, I still have a lot of content out. I still have a lot of episodes out. Um, I might be taking a break on the Mega Man After Dark. Maybe I might do maybe two Mega Man After Darks, maybe one episode a week for with a guest. Or, you know, I have some solo episodes I haven't put out. So I have a lot of content to put out, even though I'm going to take three months off. So, um, and also in the, also with me taking a break from the, um, from the podcast, you know, which means it's like, I'm not going to be doing six to maybe 10, 10 episodes a week and traveling. So I'm not going to be doing that because, you know, I'm going to be um, visiting some people from uh, Northern California and just focusing with my family, focusing on life, my work and everything. But also, uh, you know, once in a blue moon, um, I'm going to be scheduling doing guest appearances on uh, live YouTube channels, podcasts. I might be on television. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. We're still in talks, but uh, just a couple things here and there just to make me relevant until maybe I might come back in uh, uh, maybe the beginning of April or maybe the beginning of May. But I'm still going to be on the Instagram. I'm still going to put content out. I'm still going to be doing little episodes here and there. And I still will be doing guest appearances. But um, with a lot of these episodes that I'm going to be putting out, these episodes are about maybe two to three months old. So, you know, like I said, just putting an episode out and just, you know, I have, I have, a, I have a whole bunch of them and I'm just going to put an episode out on a rainy day. It just really depends. But, um, 
I know everyone's been blowing me up on that, so I just wanted to uh, shed light on that so a lot of you can understand. Um, everyone, like I said, follow my boy Roger Lopez comic on Instagram. Follow him. Super cool dude. Um, hope you like this episode. One last thing. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I like to climb up the rankings. Leave me your stars. If it's if it's good, bad, whatever, I I'm, I'm always want to uh, make my podcast better. Uh, I love you guys, and uh, enjoy this episode. Let's get to it. Late. Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 187. I have a very, very special guest. He's one of my past guests. Man, it's been a minute. Uh, he did my podcast in a while back. I did his podcast called Roger That. You can find that episode on YouTube. I got my boy, comedian Roger Lopez, on the Mega Man's podcast for part two. Roger, what's up, doy? Hey, what is up, man? What is up? I'm here just chilling, man. Just here, you know, chilling. Thank you for being on my podcast. That was a, that was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm never going to forget that day because... We did the podcast in your boy's garage, and it was fucking hot that day. <laughs> yeah, it was at the garage of mine over behind the food for less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got lost, too. I got lost. I was like, where am I at? And I still have that picture, because at the time, you had uh, you cut your hair, huh? Uh, no, I still had longer hair, remember? Because I, 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 I still remember that photo as well. Mm-hmm. Yo, oh, yeah, you know, I meant was, like, you cut your hair now. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, I have since cut my hair since that photo. Yeah, yeah I miss it, man. <laughs> I look at that photo and I'm like, bro, man, for one, like, you know, the, you know, garage mic is closed. For two, I don't have that kind of hair no more. It's kind of, it's heartbreaking. What? What, 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 what made you decide to cut it? Just like the new look, like 2021? Uh, no, man, I cut it in 2019, August. And it was, uh, honestly, I went to a fucking, I went to go see this one DJ called Zed play at the fucking... Uh, somewhere in downtown, you know, uh-huh. and then uh, he had long hair and he cut it like the next day. And I was like, man, you know what? I've had my hair long shit since I was 13. So I'm 26. No, at the moment I was 25. So I was like, that's 12 years with my hair long. Oh. And don't, and one of the reasons why I grew my hair long is obviously because like my, my, my idols, you know, uh, fucking Kirk Hammett from Metallica, uh, basically, Dave Murray from Iron Maiden. Everybody had long hair all from all the bands I listened to. Mm-hmm. Dang. So that was, that was my in, main inspiration for, you know, having long hair. But also, it was because, like, my parents never let me get let, let, never let me get a haircut when I was growing up. That my dad would be like, you know, you, you're either getting a flat top or I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Straight up like that. It, it was straight up like that. It was like, yo, he for real was like, you know, man, it's either you get a nice haircut, flat top, or you get the cinturon. So it's really up to you, Eagle. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, so lately, um, I noticed that, you I mean, you're trying to stay relevant. I, I, you know, you did some podcasts here and there. You know, you did mine. You did George Perez. You did Felipe's. I know you, did you do Yo Yo Yo's with, uh, with Martina Hooter? No, that'd be cool, man. What? I'm a fan of Martin. I'm a Martin. Martin. I, I, yeah, I, I could have sworn I thought you did one. Yeah, I wish, bro. That'd be cool, man. That'd be cool. Damn, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, are you still doing the podcast or you just kind of took a break? Oh, man. I took a, is it, it's like my breaks come because of just sheer laziness, man. Like, I was looking at, uh, I just well, I just downloaded Anchor again right now, and I was like, "Wow, my last episode got like you know the most views I've probably gotten on the episode." I'm like, "I got to restart this shit." I know, and I do, I do plan to, and I do plan to bring video. So if you guys are listening, um, Roger, that will come back season two uh, next week with video, so you can watch it on YouTube and stream it on you know Anchor, Spotify. You know, whatever else. Yeah. Hey. So how you um? <clears throat> I know I asked a lot of guesses. So how you been holding up from from this COVID? Man, you know what I've been doing. To be honest, what's up? I've been social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> like people say to do it, but I'm really doing it, and it's kind of like it's also out of laziness. I swear to fucking God, because look, I have my own apartment to myself. My roommates moved out in September. So it's kind of like extra social distancing where like all I do is I cook for myself, you know, 
I maintain my distance. I see my family, like my actual my mom, my dad, my uh, my sister, my my little tamale, my little doggie. I see them every Sunday, and sometimes I'll most of the time I'll see them on Thursday, Friday, and Thursday or Friday and Sunday. Uh huh. So like, shit, man. Who wants to contaminate their parents? You know, my dad's almost sixty. My mom, you know, just turned. Well, she turned. You know, my, you know, my, and they all work. They all work. They all work like every day. They all work five days a week, forty hours. And you know, who am I to like party, go out there, have a good time, and then contaminate them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I feel you, man. Like with me, I'm a central worker, and uh, you know, like this is the first time I lately. Uh, I've been working seventy to eighty hours a week, and this is the first time I worked like thirty-five hours because everyone was so sick, and we couldn't hire people, or we couldn't have people transfer because we don't want to get have people come to our store to get COVID. So there was times, Roger, I was working not one, not two, maybe three shifts. There was a time I worked from twelve a.m. all the way into the next, you know, the next day at twelve a.m. Like. I would take like an hour lunch here and there, man. But I'm just kind of happy everyone little by little is coming back, getting better. And now the hours are kind of more like, okay, I'm kind of cool with 40. But I can't, man, I just can't do 80 hours a week, man. I got burned out. Man, I feel, I feel bad, man. I mean, you, you get like a lot of bread and God bless you. Know? You know, Latinos were always about getting hours and shit, but you also got to take care of your body. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And that, and um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, <clears throat> starting this Sunday, um, I'm going to be taking a break on the Mega Mass podcast. But people always tell me, are you retiring? You're quitting. So no, I'm just taking a break for like, for mental awareness. You know, I just want to have gone on vacation and just because I've been doing so much podcast, Roger, I just got kind of burned out and plus my work and I want to spend time with the family, but I have about 12 to maybe 16 episodes in my, in my library. I can always put out every week. Oh man, you're, you're set to be honest, bro. As long as you have those banked episodes, it's like you never left. Yeah, it's like I never left, you know, then that's one of the things I just take it three months, you know, see some family up north and relax because, you know, like, I want to be honest, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know why I'm still doing podcasts. I, I should have quit a long time ago, but I'm still grinding. Wait, 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 why did you say that, man? Oh, I just because I didn't think I would still be doing podcasts still because I remember going back. I wanted to quit the episode at, at, at the fifth episode. And, and right now. Um, this is episode 187. I mean, 187, but I'm actually at 406 episodes. Holy shit. Because <laughs> I have a lot of episodes I haven't put out. It, I, you know, sometimes I do 30 minutes here, 40. And, you know, just in case if I want to just I'll use this one, I use that one and stuff. So and then that's not that's not including the Mega Man After Darks, you and the IG live. And, and also I've been doing other people's podcasts. So yeah, I just I just been trying to just trying to get more season. Oh my god, you're a fucking professional. No wonder you feel a little burnt out. You fucking <laughs> been going a hundred and hundred and ninety percent, two hundred percent. You're you're putting in the podcast work for like three comedians. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, so I, you know, to me, just taking a vacation, relaxing, and uh, and just live life because you know I. Um, I haven't been doing that for the past two years. And, you know, I just want to just travel, you know, just see my family, you know, just just chill out, hang out, just be lazy like you. Hey, low-key, man, I'm telling you, man, it's the, it's the shit, but not really because, you know, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not getting shit done, nor progressing, but I definitely am taking it easy. I'm like still, I'm like mapping it out from, you know, it's the, the what you said is like very important because, uh, you said you got burnt out, stressed out, and you, you're you're very intelligent because you want to do the right thing, which mm-hmm. is you know relax, de-stress, and mm-hmm. um, just take it easy. And uh, and literally, when you go back into it, it'll give you like that extra boost to be like, oh, you know what, I missed it. Then when, when you start podcasting again, you um, you have more energy, more enthusiasm as to you know now when you're burnt out uh, with it. Yeah, 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 and that's the thing. And I remember. Joy Cocodillas, I met him one time. He gave me a little advice, you know, just make a man have fun, do this. But if you feel in your heart like podcast is not getting, is not being fun anymore and it's hard to stay original, kind of take a break for, you know, just kind of, you know, relax, regroup and, and come back. And that's what I feel, you know, and uh, because, you know, when you're, when you're a podcaster, it's hard to stay original. 
I can I can definitely see that. You know what I've learned in my little hiatus? Like I've I've like what you're saying is like, you know, trying to not be different, but also, yeah, be different, you know, be unique, you know, be ourselves. Um, what I've learned, like, through my hiatus of not doing podcasts, like, I've been watching other podcasts, right? It's but in particularly one podcast that's really impressed me. They're called the Duques y Campesinos. It's a, it's a Spanish podcast. Okay. It's, a, it's, it's a based in Mexico City. Um, there's uh, four people that are part of it. Carlos Vallarta, Coco Celis, Jonas Piero, and El Chino, uh, Olis. Uh, Orlando, I got his name, last name wrong, but super nice guy, super, they're all awesome, man. I, I mean, I don't know them, but I've heard their podcast many times. But man, what, what they're doing is so incredible because, like, they're releasing one hour podcasts on Sundays and and they're doing, like, seasons. And then, like, right now, they're, like, doing, like, for the last, like, month, let's say, like, last 30 days, they've done, like, three like secret episodes and then they've done one like special episode mm-hmm. and then uh, because one of them is in Canada right now um, they're going to start another one another podcast and it's all under like Carlos Bayarta's banner and they have like members a part of the like Twitch you know like how Twitch has subscribers yes. that pay them so they have members on YouTube mm-hmm. they have oh shit I became a member in the last 20 in the last I've been a member for like almost a month now oh shit and that's because and that's because even though they've been out for like a year, they only have 50 podcasts available on their YouTube and on Spotify, correct? But if you're a member, they also have 20 exclusive episodes just for the members. Okay, okay. Which is incredible. And then you're thinking like, look, I paid five bucks for the membership, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, of those five bucks, uh, I think YouTube takes two bucks, right? So they get three. They have Carlos Vallarta, all of them. Of course, you know, he's, he's got a lot of fame. He has two Netflix specials. It's fucking hilarious. Um, they have 700 members mm-hmm. on their YouTube channel. Damn. So that's 20, that's 2,100 uh, a month just off of uh, members. Damn. For putting out an hour of really good content, though. They And they cap it at an hour. Even though they're rolling, they'll be like, yo, uh, Chino, how, how, how long we have left? He'll be like, oh, that's it, man. It's time to wrap it up. And boom, they put out like great solid hours. And I'm starting to learn. Uh, I'm starting to learn now on my podcast. Like I want to incorporate something that makes my my podcast stand out, be more special. Add add secret episodes, add uh, uh, bonus episodes, add exclusive material on the YouTube, mm-hmm. add seasons to my stuff. So I've learned all of this because I haven't been just constantly podcasting and doing uh, just the uh, repetitive shit. I'm not sure if I would have learned this either way if I still would have done it, mm-hmm. but it's definitely given me appreciation to, uh, to give, give me appreciation to like God and thank him for like putting Duques and Campesinos in my life, really. Yeah, man. Because they're great. They're great. They're really, really great. Yeah. I think in a way, maybe it's good to take a break because maybe they're like, man, there's like a whole bunch of ideas, you know, and, and, you know, like you said, like you're soon, you know, I want to start getting the podcast ready for the YouTube, the Patreon, like the merge, you know, and everything. So it, this is one of the reasons to take time off so I can get everything ready when I come back. Of course, man. And uh, here's another thing. Like when people talk, I've had a few people now tell me like, Hey, when you do your podcast again, why don't you do video? And honestly, a lot of people like to watch uh, the video aspect of a podcast mm-hmm. As much as they do listening to it, it obviously depends on the person, mm-hmm. but it's always good to uh, capitalize on both markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, a while back, I had uh, uh, Jesus uh, Sepulveda from the American Wannabes podcast, and I, wow. I, I had him on the episode, and after we were do- uh, doing the episode, uh, the Mega Man's podcast, he showed me little, uh, little tricks here, how do you do, because uh, he does this podcast called Times Flies, and he does solo ones, and I was like, Okay, because, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, should I do solo? Should I have a guest on? Because, you know, spending all this money doing this. But it's like, he told me, like, dude, all I need is, like, a little holder. Put my iPhone and boom, I can just put it on YouTube. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And honestly, I've I've been doing mine solo for, like, I have guests here and there. But for the most part, I do solo. And you know who I've learned from as well? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, the, the creators of the solo podcast, to be honest, like, Bill Burr um, is, like, the main one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, if you listen to his, his podcast, he's 90% solo. 
90 percent so and then it, it really uh you can learn a lot uh from listening to him how he like manages time by himself and not going back and forth with another person what about with Theo Vaughn the past weekend sometimes he does solos too huh I'm gonna be honest I've heard good things about that podcast I've heard really good things about that podcast yeah. but I have not seen it yeah yeah that one uh and also the one, well, he doesn't do, I think he did solo, but he's always with his wife, uh, Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee, no, that's not solo, because like, you're right, he does it with his wife, mm-hmm. and then um, and then the other one he has, he does it with Andrew Santino. Yeah, hey, he's funny, man. Hell yeah, bro, the first time I saw Santino was on, I'm not sure, you've probably saw, seen it, it's on YouTube where he does like the Indian impersonation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's the first time I saw Santino. So he did it so fucking well that I thought that was actually him until he said, Oh, I'm just fucking around at the end. And the cooler part was that on the comment sections on YouTube, somebody from that, like somebody that is Indian, was like, Hey, you got our accent down from this one specific region, like perfect. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. The, the work he must have put into that is. Hey, how do you feel now? Because you know, there's no comedy, and you know, going going past the strip, you know, the comedy story, it's like dead. It's like it's like no, no, it's like no one there, bro. Man, it's kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah, because everyone's all moving and stuff. Because I remember there was times when um, I would see you there, because you know, every time George Perez will have a show, and you will always be there to see Felipe, Martin, and Sai De Getty, and. You know, just a whole bunch of, of people. Then I re- were you there that one time when George Perez he, he invited uh, Joe Rogan to do like maybe ten minutes? No, I don't think so. I was there. I think uh, bring your homie. I think it was like something like that. And yeah, oh, he, chilling with the homie. Yes, yes. He brought he brought a special guest, and it was Joe Rogan. Oh shit, man, that's fucking dope. I know, man. The, bro, the last time I did his show, chilling with the homies, I had to fucking follow Donnell Rollins. Do thirty fucking minutes. Oh my the, god! In preparation for his Netflix, uh, the Degenerate section. Oh my god, man! He fucking lit that shit on fire. Damn, because you always do. You go to a lot of stuff. Are you just? Are you a regular at the at the at the what's my call? I'm sorry, I'm just a uh, little. I drink too much. <laughs> at the oh, no, at, no at, worries, at the comedy no show. Worries, at the comedy show. Are you are you like a regular there? At the chill with the homie show or the comedy store? At the know? comedy store. Um, to be honest, I started comedy at the comedy store as a 20 year old, like one week from turning 21. Uh-huh. I started in the belly room. I've had the opportunity to perform in the main room. And then I had the opportunity to perform lastly in the original room. Wow. Do, but like, but with that being said, those were all for open mics. You know, the original mm-hmm. room potluck, I got it for potluck once. Uh-huh. Uh, Kill Tony, I got it once in the main room. I also got it up, uh, Kill Tony in the belly room, but my first set was a show up, go up open mic on Sundays in the belly room. What? But, but with that being said, do I get booked? Am I a regular there? No. The mm-hmm. only time I've gotten booked there ever was because of George Perez, man. That guy is a saint, and mm-hmm. I respect him, and uh, I love the dude, man. He's a good friend. I love the whole crew, Side Dick, XG, you know, all of them, uh, Will, everybody, Evans, everybody loves them all. <laughs> and because of because of George, I've gotten to perform at the comedy store. Because if it weren't for George, I would have never gotten a book spot there. I don't, even to this day, I don't believe. Damn, man. Yeah. Have you ever performed at the Laugh Factory or like the Haha? You know what's fucking crazy? I recorded a video, like a funny video skit uh, with the. Uh, the homie, uh, baby Jesse, and uh, the home. Oh man, I haven't talked to him in a while, man. Uh, the the, uh, the guy who owns it, but his oh, son, Jack Jr. Jack Jr. Man, Jack Jr. Yeah, we record and uh, Dylan Ray. Yeah, we recorded like a funny video there. Okay. Um, at the hall, but no, I have never performed at the haha. I have uh, yet to perform at the Live Factory. But what's fucked up is that, like, if I when I started comedy, if I knew, like, oh, there's a wait list if you want to be showcased at the Life Factory, right? You sign up mm-hmm. and you wait three years, right? Now, if you sign up in 2021, you're going to wait four or five years. What? But when I, yeah, I know, it's incredible. It's, it, by 2022, it's going to be like six, seven years, but, but it, which is incredible. Uh, so if I, at 2015, knew that, oh, like, if I wanted to perform at the Life Factory for free, guaranteed spot, all I had to do was just sign up online and wait three, four years, I would have been on it. I would have been on in 2019, right? 
Mm-hmm. But since I never, I didn't do that. I'm, I'm, you know what I was crazy. I still haven't done this shit. So I'm, I'm technically not even like a part of like the list to get up on that. What? Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Is that a laziness? Yeah, of course. I can guarantee myself a spot in 2026. But my point of view is like, if I'm not good enough to get up, get booked there, besides this bullshit show, then I ain't shit. <laughs> Before uh-huh. it gets to that day, you know. Damn, that's a that's a wild, bro. For five fucking years right now. Five years. If you if I sign up right now, February fourth, Thursday, twenty twenty one, they're gonna be like, hey, we have a spot for you, February sixth, um, twenty twenty fucking six. <laughs> oh yeah, so much. Yeah, I guess I'll just I'll keep on the. Uh... I guess I'll wait then, or or maybe just do open mics here and there, whatever there's a spot open. Yeah. Oh, I mean, people actually do go to the open mics on Tuesday. That's you know another lazy point on me. Because <laughs> <laughs> like before, like it started off like yeah, you can you can get there at one p.m. The sign ups come out like at five, so you wait four hours. Some people get there at, at noon, but if you go that early, you're guaranteed a spot. Whatever. Now they kind of do the same thing, but they charge you like a, two bucks. Mm-hmm. Half the people, even if you got there earlier, now nah, regardless, like a little longer, mm-hmm. get up, and the, the another half of people get up as well. Oh, mm-hmm. half, half people don't get up, half do get up. Yeah, but the point is that like, like I don't, I've been so lazy to actually, because most open mics are the comics or the improv. You show up whenever the fuck. Well, before it starts, right? You don't have to show up five hours earlier. They wouldn't even let you in. Mm-hmm. And then you sign up, put your damn piece of paper, you know, and then you fucking um. You know, you, you potentially get a spot in the lottery, right? Yeah. But for the for the improv for the not the improv, but the life factor, it's always been like, man, you gotta get there five hours early and wait. And yeah. I've always been like, man, let me just get big enough. Let me get enough notoriety that I can get booked there. <laughs> well, I well, I hope I hope everything gets back to normal because you know I mean, now that the presidency is done, now Biden and people are, are kind of still iffy. Is like, should we take the COVID vaccine? Should we not? You know, like I'm more iffy because, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get all weirded out because there was a story of a doctor who took the COVID vaccine. The next day, he died. Oh shit! I know. I was like, Those I don't like know about. Yeah, yeah. Then. It's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, I think the weird thing about it is, unless we want to get into conspiracy stuff, it's like, why is it, how come it took, how come it, they got, they made the vaccine for the COVID really, really fast. It's like, hey, take it, but there's no, but they didn't make a vaccine or a cure for the flu. That's fucking true, man. We still don't have a cure for fucking influenza. It's been fucking us up for like the better part of a hundred years now, a whole century. Yeah, man. I mean, Ever since this COVID happened, I lost uh, I, I lost a lot of good friends and families. I think I lost like 17, 18 people that passed away from COVID. Holy shit, I passed those friends. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy, man. I just I just I don't know, man. It just this is not good for mental health. You know, people are just kind of staying home and locked down and people are getting cabin fever, divorce rates high, suicide rates high, depressions rates high, mental awareness is high, it's like, fuck. Yeah, man, this thing has taken a toll on everybody, because nobody expected it, bro. Even people that are like 60, 70 years old, they're like, yo, this is unprecedented. This has never happened in their life before. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of, you know, like a lot of the comedians are moving, you know, moving to Texas and Florida and Georgia, whatever is open, and, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of jobs are just moving out of the out of California, and I'm thinking to myself, like, like you know, so do you ever get worried sometimes? Like, oh, what happens if we stay here longer? Or are we gonna be okay? Or is shit's gonna go crazy? I'm, I'm gonna be honest, bro. You're from California, correct? From Long yeah. Beach, or yeah, Long Beach, yeah, yeah. Well, shit, bro. We're we're cousins, bro. I'm from West LA, man. So the point is that we're from this part of fucking the earth, right? Like, the, we're part of the edge of this motherfucking continent. Like, this is it. Like, we're at the edge of this shit. We also have to think, California is the fifth largest economy in the fucking world. There's 187 countries in the world, and California is the fifth largest economy. That means we beat out 180, what is that, 82 countries. 
in the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucking incredible. That's incredible. That's how much money California revenates and uh, has in general. So the point is, like, am I scared that, you know, motherfuckers are going to move over there and do their thing? It's like, nah, that just means there's going to be more opportunity to make more money here for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's it's weird when when this COVID happened, you know, like everything was just in a halt, you know, with with the economy. I mean, bet you with like the comedy store, like just everything was at a halt. It's like, dude, it's like you got to make money to do gigs and stuff like that. And and now these days it's like, you know, people are finding themselves more, but also people are finding like a little hobby or leeway or or side hustle to make money. Yeah, bro. Yesterday I just got my uh, my money. Um, it was pending to go to my Robinhood account, and uh-huh. you know, yesterday fucking it went through, and I invested in Doge. <laughs> <laughs> I invested in Dogecoin. You know what I'm saying? So it's like just just finding other ways to keep entertained and uh, to make money as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm already up a penny. <laughs> are, are, are you are you doing those uh, uh, crypto coins? That's what I'm saying. Dogecoin is a cryptocurrency. I bought it yesterday. Okay. At, uh, I bought it yesterday at 39 cents, and then I sold like, so I bought it in at 39 cent. No, I bought it in at point. I bought it in at three pennies, three point nine pennies, <laughs> and then uh, at eight, and then four hours later on midnight, it went up to like uh, 5.7, so like five pennies uh, and seventh. Uh, tenths of another penny right mm-hmm. and i sold so I, my i made the the profit of uh for me going from three pennies basically to five pennies this <laughs> mm-hmm. a whatever money can work because now they're saying like a crypto coins you know pit stocks right now before you know and everything because you know everyone's all like we better get into the crypto coins and shit before the banks like take over or like the stocks when that shit happened with fucking GameStop, bro. Oh, bro, I bought some, I bought some GameStop currency too, bro. But I already, what? already I, like just yesterday because my, I'm telling you, I only put in a little bit amount into like my whole Robinhood account. So I've been diversifying mm-hmm. my bonds. You know, a little goes here. I bought a little Tesla yesterday, a little GME, a little GameStop. I bought Dogecoin. I bought a lot of Dogecoin, and I bought like fucking point zero 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 two of a Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So the Damn. yeah, my point is that uh, it's it's uh, it's all interesting, but you know what's happening with GameStop? It it went up like to like four hundred dollars, almost five hundred, but now it's down to eighty dollars, bro. Damn! So no sixty dollars. Like, I just bought it again. Six- yeah, I bought it eighty yesterday. I fucking looked at it today in the morning. It's at sixty. It went down twenty dollars. What? So, like, that shit all happened with these guys got, all got together on Reddit, huh? Yeah, uh, Wall Street Bets, bro. Basically, they somebody on Wall Street Bets was like, yo, this fucking hedge fund is shorting uh, GameStop, which basically means, like, yo, th- these people are so rich that they went to GameStop and they told GameStop, hey, can we borrow, like, a million shares? And GameStop was like, yeah, you guys are rich. You guys are going to pay back. Here's a million shares. And then they they sold it for ten bucks a share, right? So they made fucking ten million dollars, but they still owe those shares to they still owe a million shares to GameStop, million stock to GameStop. So then these motherfuckers, they're like, all right, we sold it for ten bucks. We sold a million shares for ten bucks. We made ten million dollars. Now let's hope that GameStop goes lower and the shit that we sold for ten bucks goes for five bucks. And then we buy all our, we buy the million shares back at five bucks because the market went down on GameStop, and then we made five million dollars, right? So people, mm-hmm. people on Reddit were like, "Bro, these cocksuckers fucking already made their ten million, and they owe that back to GameStop in a million shares." So if we start buying now collectively as Wall Street bets on Reddit, we can make this fucking stock that was like seven bucks go and which was devaluing go up to like fucking the moon. So right now they're like, yo, let's take it to the moon. And they took it to the moon, bro. They took it to four hundred, <laughs> they took it to four hundred dollars a motherfucking share. And what that caused is like the, the hedge fund people, they literally announced their two billion dollars in the negative because of what happened. They lost two billion dollars in a week. What the fuck, man? See the stocks are like a it's like, man, it's like you really have to be, like really get into it, and I bet you like the CEO of Nasdaq was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Hell yeah, bro! All of them conspired against uh, uh, all the all the people on Reddit and all those small people, like us, man. They conspired against us because they literally made it impossible 
to buy and sell your game stock for like a few days. It was bullshit. Damn, man. And they're and they were saying that, you know, they they opened up where the the stocks, you know, and everything is it's corrupted. Like it's almost like in that movie Trading Places, like here, here's the file. This is what's gonna happen the next two days with the orange juice, the stocks, buy all this. It's, it's shady shit like that. Oh, bro, whoever has the connection on that is the fucking Man, they're lucky. They're lucky because that's like what Martha Stewart went to jail for, bro. She went to jail for insider trading. Oh, Martha man. Stewart, bro, she'd be fucking making like decorative as eggs and shit like that. She went to jail because somebody gave her one of those files and she listened to it and they caught her. Yeah, man, it's almost like now you're just like, I gotta rewatch uh, Wolves of Wall Street again. Oh, yeah, bro. That's like he was doing uh, penny stocks and just making them fucking sore. Um, smart dude, very smart dude. Um, Hell yeah! A little bit, but he was in jail with Tommy Chong, and then Tommy Chong inspired him to write the book that was made into Wolf of Wall Street. So was it so bad that he went to jail? Probably not. Tommy Chong, Cheech and Chong, baby. Yeah, there were cellmates in uh, in uh, Colorado. Dang, dude! Who was that? Who was who was who was his uh, cellmate? Uh, uh, he was on. He was a guest on uh, Dio Vaughn. Oh my god, I forgot. Uh, well, I forgot his name, but I know you're talking about. He was a yeah, he was a cellmate. Yeah, uh, Jordan was, Belfort. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, yes. The, yes. The yeah, that guy's that guy knows some shit. But man, dude, he's just he's so talkative, but he knows his shit. Oh man, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, man. Um, the, what I like what Tommy Chong was saying was like, yeah, when they were like in jail, like Tommy Chong was writing his book, and then uh, mm-hmm. that inspired Jordan to be like, yo, let me write my book. But then Tommy read his first draft and was like, "Hey, Jordan, this is not like, this is not as embellished and like as like in grandeur as you told the stories to me in our cell, you know? Because Tommy Chong, oh. Tommy Chong would listen to these stories and be like, "Oh my God, you have to write a book about it." Oh, okay. So yeah, I get it because like the movie was like his crazy. Oh my shit. God, the movie was so out of this world, which was exactly what was necessary to make that movie a hit. Oh my god, the orgy parties and shit in the, the plane. They're like, throwing this... midgets. Oh my god, midget girls, this everything, everything dude. Bro. It, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. No disrespect to my little people, you know, midgets. I love you guys all. <laughs> Brian Williams, I love you, boy. Yeah, I, I, Brian Williams, so good. <laughs> Comments started talking, like, yeah, I'm a fan. You know, I saw you on Getting Done with High and also on Joey's podcast. You're so cool, <laughs> man. Yeah, man, I missed the uh, I missed the uh, what's happening. I'm trying to get used to Joey being doing solo podcast now. Joey Cocodillo. Yeah, it's, it's different. I know Lisa. Yeah, I think he moved to Florida. I don't think he moved there. I think he's visiting his dad. His dad has a his dad lives out there. Damn, man! Just everyone, everyone's just doing their own thing, man. Like George Perez now has his YouTube. His is blowing up. Uh, George uh, is doing very well, man. Hey, have you done have you done Dr. Green Thumb podcast? Yeah, bro. You tell George just did it for his first time last Tuesday, bro. You're asking the wrong person, bro. I'm small fries. <laughs> oh man, you never know. You know he's, they always have they always have they always have XG on. No, you're talking about we don't smoke the same. Dr. Green Thumb is That's the Dr. one. That's the one with the, yeah, he's on, huh? Yeah, he's on is uh we don't smoke the same. Dr. Green Thumb is B-Rose podcast. Yeah, I heard Ezon's making uh, candles now. Oh, he's been making candles forever. He doesn't make them. Somebody else makes them, and then uh, he co- they collaborate. And then uh, Ezon, uh, he, like, he, he loves the candles, so he, uh, he helps other people, you know, attain these dope candles and the pendants inside them. Yeah, man. I'm just kind of proud. Like, everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's just, just blowing up, you know, growing, maturing and stuff. And, you know, it's just... It just I like to see people just 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 kicking ass, man. Just kicking ass. Oh yeah, man. We're all about growth here, except for the the laziness of the Roger that podcast. But season two coming up. <laughs> I know, like, hey, like, I know, I know, it's it's a little far fetched, but who do you? What type is it? Like random people, or is it like people you already know, like comedians, like for season two? Oh man, definitely. It's always been people that I like and that I mm-hmm. respect and. um that I want like other people that like my material, how how funny I am to also experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, you know what I was watching last night, man? I, I, dude, it freaked me out. Like I haven't watched it, man. And I got I, I had an edible. I was watching that seventies movie Salem's Lot. Ooh, very famous. That that with that blue Dracula 
fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that. It took you back, man. You were like, this shit is still it, scary. It's too scary. You know, I was watching it and I was like, fuck, it's two o'clock in oh, the morning. I'm nah, tripping out. That. I heard it. Yeah, man. And I saw that blue Dracula and I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, I would freak out. I think to me, when I was little, when I watched that, man, I think that was the most scariest fucking vampire I've ever seen, dude. Yeah. Have you seen any good, like, any good horror movies or I, anything I good on Netflix? I was thinking about that, bro. I don't watch scary movies. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so I'm, into, like, I'm into comedies. I'm into all that shit. Because as a kid, I would get, like, more night terrors if I watched the scary movies. So it was kind of like a no-go. Yeah, you know what? I um, I I heard Felipe uh, Sparza was telling. There's a good movie on Netflix. I think it's called White Tiger. White Tiger. That sounds think, like a movie about good. Yeah, things. yeah, it's like a Goodfellas, but it's like a there, it's like a, it's like an Indian movie, you know, from uh, India. Goodfellas Indian version. I fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, like that one, and um, you know, I just got done finishing up fucking Cobra Kai three. Oh, bro, I just I was watching Karate Kid with my mom like fucking two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, oh, I've never real? seen the movie. I, I couldn't even finish it. I had to go do something. But man, I saw half of it. It was a good movie so far. Dude, if you watched like all the Karate Kids, then you watch Cobra Kai, it makes sense. Because man, Cobra Kai, dude, it's it's a game changer. It's it's fucking fresh. It's new. And they bring a lot of the 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 actors from those movies to, to the series. And it, 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 I thought it was, it looked, it's kind of corny a little bit, but a lot, it, it's it's a badass. It's like it's like this move, this show, Cobra Kai. Like the villains win. What? Yeah, it's kind of like that. It, it's fuck, man. It's like it's it's badass. You gotta watch it, man. I I do want to watch it because uh, man, I, I hear it's like the best show on Netflix. To be honest, from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, that one. And I just got done watching uh the Night Stalker. Oh no, fuck that again, man. People used to call me Richard Ramirez when I had my long hair, so I'm good on. Shut oh up. my god, yeah, bro. Oh, like in the comics, I think the first set I ever did, uh, for Kill Tony, like my tenth set ever, like fucking May 2015, they called me the Night Stalker. They're like, you know, you have like a little Richard Ramirez look going on. And I'm like, who's? Ri-? And I was like, who's Richard Ramirez? <laughs> oh my god, Richard. Ramirez. Crazy. Hey, I was going to ask, I mean, just tell me, like, you don't have to mention who, like, do you have any crazy, like, comedy stories or anything, like, any kidnap stories back in the day? Like, during my comedy career, like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did I ever tell you I fell asleep inside the, the comedy store once? No. Yeah, bro, I fell asleep inside the comedy store on Halloween 2019. And they locked the whole door? Like the whole, like yeah, the whole they locked door? the whole thing, bro. Like, they didn't do, like, a second check where I was, like, passed out in the back. <laughs> no way. I heard, I Because I heard the stories. Yeah, that's what I've heard, too, man. But, you know, what's crazy. I was so fucking lit, that so drunk, that I didn't even think about, like, ghosts or anything like that when I woke up, like, at 3.30, when I woke up again, like, 4.30 in the morning. But I did hear, like, alarms mm-hmm. go off. Like, the comedy store has, like, the loudest alarms I've ever heard in my life. They sound so piercing. It's crazy. I had to plug both my ears. It was so loud. And I don't understand yeah. if, like, people were, all, other people were also inside the store and they left and then the alarm code was still on. So it made that noise. Or was it that Ghost left the comedy store and was going in and out? I don't know. Yeah, because I heard there, there's like a, so many uh, secret passageways in there. And I, I didn't even know if you go downstairs, there's like podcast rooms. Oh, I didn't yeah, know they have a whole podcast studio in the basement. They it used to be nothing. It used to be where they just kept like a bunch of the like you know equipment for the stages, but now they have a whole oh. podcast like, equipment down there. They even shoot uh they even shoot shows like the Argus Hamilton show is uh broadcasted from their film there, you know. Damn man, I'm just surprised. Like, why? I mean, restaurants are opening up, but how can we just can't open up and just do comedy outside? Just something. Oh man, people do it. Some people do it. You know, Felipe is doing the Irvine uh, improv show. If you guys don't know, uh, yeah, yeah, the drive-in, the drive-in. Not that bad either. Things like 140 bucks for like the car, but if you feel like four people in it, it's like 40 bucks each. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I man, dude, man, it just. I don't know about drive-ins, man. I just, I gotta be there, man. Like, just going to a comedy and just sitting down and 
and getting getting harassed by comedians <laughs> talking shit. I miss that. I miss getting clown on. Oh man, um, shit, man. Hopefully it comes back then, man. I really hope it does. I hope it comes back sooner than later. Yeah. So so lately, uh, you you just been lately. Uh, you've been you've been going to school. Shit. Out, yeah. Maybe? Yesterday I just paid for my class, man. Uh, I'm taking a major critical theories class, a part of one. Of, one of the fucking four classes I need to finish. Um, one of the five classes I need to finish so I can get my bachelor's degree for for fucking finally. Damn, dude, just going to school full time. See, that's the thing I want to start doing. Like, um, I want to start going to school. You know, just take the basic stuff, but also take uh, Spanish. You know, I want to do a, a podcast episode in uh, in, in Spanish. Como estás, mega man? Como estás? Como, como te va? Oh. <laughs> me bien, me bien. What the fuck is that, Baker Man? What the fuck is you confess to me? Me bien, estoy bien. Como está usted, Rogelio Lopez Sanchez? Hey, Megan has a coconut, dude. I'm just trying to learn. Mommy fucked up, mommy fucked up. Tu madre no te enseñó español. Yeah, she didn't teach me how to speak Spanish. I told, I told my dad, to my mom, like, teach me Spanish, man. Dude, if I was speaking Spanish... I would have had Heinas left and right. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, maybe, I don't maybe. Know. If, you, if you were around a lot of, like, immigrants like, that were, like, around your age and they were just hot, yeah, I can see that, you know, because how else are you going to communicate in speed game? Exactly, you know? I mean, have you ever had, like, any random stories of going to comedy shows and, like, girl? I mean, Felipe Esparza talks about back in the day when he was to be going to the comedy stores or, or like, was it a... Um, What's that one in, in La Puente or was it in Pico Rivera? Everyone talks about like, uh, you know, he would wait out the, by the bathrooms on all these girls who just pick whatever random girl they want and shit. Oh, Crazy man. stories. Like, I've heard uh, Felipe say that about um, a few comedians. If anything, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, the one thing that other comedians tell you to do when you're trying to, out on the road trying to get pussy, you know? Like, oh, you just killed, go mm-hmm. to the bathroom, wait there. Girls are going to be like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe you're right here. You're, obviously, you're right there because you're trying to get some pussy. And then they're, and then they're like, oh, my God, <laughs> I had a good set. And then you're like, oh, wow, thanks so much. And then, you know, obviously. But that's gone. That's like a thing that, you know, has uh, that has happened um, a bunch with a bunch of comedians. As as far as like, oh, what I see that's like been fucking crazy. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Probably when I, when I, man, like something, nah, I'm, I'm trying to think like something that's like been like profound that's been like, you know what? Nah, it's not even that crazy. Like one, here, I'll just say a few things. Like when the, when the open mic host, you know, fucking at the comedy store cut his hair because he was on acid and he was drunk. Um, <laughs> the time I got like basically booed by the audience, not really, but the worst bomb I've had in my life getting heckled by the DJ at this warehouse fucking oh, party when I was, like, fresh into comedy. Uh, that was shit. Mm-hmm. That was really shit. Um, I'm trying to think of some other, like, crazy moments. You know what? Uh, let me think of the, the garage mic. I think I've seen some crazy shit at garage mic. But if I... Th- man. Nah, man. Nah. I don't, I don't really remember, Damn. like, anything that... That was, like, just super <laughs> insane. <laughs> well, you know anything if if you're hanging out with George Perez, you know you're gonna have some crazy ass. Oh yeah, nights. but that's like that comedy nights. Those are just like kicking it. <laughs> oh man, dude. Hey, so uh, have you uh, have you? I know you've been watching. I see your stories. You watch a lot Hell of UFC. Yeah, bro. Fights. I fucking love UFC, man. Damn. What'd you think about Conor McGregor, man? He is he the same or not? No, he's not the same at all, man. And I and I kind of had a. Well, it's not that he was the same or not the same. I just knew that Dustin was way better than he was six years ago when they first fought. I, yes. I you know, you're oh, in yeah. UFC. You've seen all the wars that Dustin has been in the last three years. Remember that war with fucking Justin Oh, yeah. Gaethje? He fucking finished Justin oh. Gaethje. That was a war, dude. That Justin was a Gaethje fucking war. literally is a person that says, like, yeah, I'm not going to have that many fights. Yeah, I throw balls to the wall. I don't really give a fuck, and it's hard to knock him out. If anything, I only think he's the only Justin's the only person to knock out Justin Gaethje. And what does that mean? Shit, it means Justin's got fucking diamond hands, bro. Diamond poor ear. 
Yeah, I'm looking at the card right now for UFC Fight Night. You got Alistair Ooh. Overeem uh, fighting Alexander Ooh. Volkov. You got Corey Sanhagen fighting Frankie Edgar. Uh, dude, you just you got some Ooh, killers, man. That card is so nice. It doesn't have like the newer fighters, but it has yeah. like fucking like Hall of Famers, like Alistair Overeem, Frankie Edgar, Hall of Famers for sure once they retire. Yeah, there's a there's a in the flyweight. There's a guy. Man was a man. Man was a Matty Cap. He fought. I think he fought over from Ryzen, and uh, he was the one who fucking beat the shit out of fucking uh uh, uh what's this guy's name? Uh, uh fucking uh, forgot his name. Uh, he has a podcast too. Uh, the, he he was the one who t- he went all the way with the draw with uh, Demetrius Johnson in the flyweight. To a- oh, what's it called? Uncle Creep. Oh, Uncle Creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that guy. Well, yeah, yeah. Him, he's making. Yeah, he's pretty good, but he's making his fighter debut. But yeah, that should, just, be, good uh, that should be really good. I'm looking at the. Oh yeah, then you got Mike in the lightweight. You got in the preliminaries. You got Michael Johnson versus oh, Clay Guida. Oh shit, bro! They about to get down, bro. Neither of them likes to wrestle jujitsu. <laughs> nah, man. Then I'm looking at the. Then I'm looking at the the UFC two uh two fifty eight uh uh Kamar Usman versus Gilbert Burns. That's gonna be a oh, war. Who you got for that, bro? Who you got? I got Burns. Oh, I got shit, Burns. Man. I don't know who I have. I don't. Have, to be honest, how has how, what are like <sighs> Burns' last three fights? Uh, Burns. I know he beat the shit out what of fucking uh uh. Is that different? No, uh, Tyron Rootley. Tyron Rootley. He beat he beat the, the shit out of him. Never mind. Tyron, yeah, yeah, welterweight. Yeah, it was a welterweight. Welterweight. All right, so he beat up Tyron Woodley, and I respect that. But let's also let's also be honest. Tyron Woodley is not the same Tyron Woodley that knocked out Robbie Lawler for years. Nope. Yeah, but us, but with uh, Kamar Usman and Gilbert Burns, they both fight for uh, Black Zillions, and they're both teammates. Uh, so they know each other. They're part of the the Florida team, right? I think that's what the Black Zillions are at. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a war, man. I just. I. I gotta see. I gotta see. It's gonna be a fucking you know? war, man. Gilbert Burns looks like a fucking tank. Yeah, and I'm wait. I'm waiting to see uh uh Brian Ortega f- uh fight uh Bobonaisky. Fucking, they're giving Ortega another chance. I fucking love that shit, man. When I when they announced that fight, when I saw it, I was like, I was I was so happy, man. Because Ortega fucking really brought the heat. And his last fight. He did. And you know what? He he fired everyone. He got a new team. He worked on his striking. This guy's like, dude, this striking is super hey, he worked on it, man. I'm dude, I don't know, man. Bokonasi's like that little that little tank, dude. Bokonasi's so strong, man. That motherfucker's so strong. The way he beat up fucking Max Holloway. Oh, dude, oh. you know what? I don't know about that, man. It has to be one one. One one. I think Max won the they last one. They fought twice already? Man. I yeah, they fought twice. I my head just one fight, man. Bokonowski won the first one. And the second fight, Max Holloway, but they oh, still shit, gave it so to Bokonowski. Yeah, and that's when uh, Max Holloway said, you know, fuck this shit. I want to work on my striking. And that's when the last fight, I think he fought, oh, he, he fought oh, someone. Oh, he, and a, he's like, he fought Qatar. Fucking, uh, he beat the shit out of Qatar. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and he was like, "Come on, I'm, a, I'm like the best boxer in the UFC. Look at me, like I, I can't be touched." It's like, fuck, that's scary, man. If you're, you work on your striking so much, like he's, dude, that's a scary fighter. He's like redemption Bro, the right there, dude. The Qatar man, that should look so bad, man. I saw that fight. He fucked him up every single mm-hmm. round. And what's, cr- yeah, but I'm, what, 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 yeah, go for, go what was crazy is that Max Holloway. Like put on the heat and started causing more damage as the fight went on. Oh yeah, and the last one I'm kind of looking for is a uh, uh, Stipe Morocic versus uh, Franc- Francis Nogano. Oh, they just announced that one too. And, and <sighs> March twenty eighth or something like that. Uh, March, yeah, March twenty seventh, and uh, yeah. and the co-main event is Brian Ortega versus uh, Bo- Oh, Bokanowski. that shit is such a good card. I know, man. I'm, I'm, dude. It's like I'm, 
I can't wait, man. I can't wait. But I don't. I haven't seen that much of Bellator cards I'm lately. Not, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know, really about, know about the Bellator fights either, man. Uh, I I remember that uh, Showtime's brother uh, Sergio Pettis, He fought. He headlined the card recently, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I heard like uh, Bellator denied to have Anderson Silva. He wanted to go fight for Bellator. And uh, Scott Coker denied it. It's like, nah, that's okay. Be- you know, it's just, we don't need you no more. Like, Damn. you're past your you prime. You know what it is, though, too? Because, like, usually, like, the UFC will cut somebody as soon as, like, they'll still be, they'll be, like, on the decline of their prime, right? And then they'll cut up and mm-hmm. then Bellator will be like, all right, they, they still got, like, a few, like, good fights in them, right? <laughs> what the UFC, what the UFC did mm-hmm. with uh, yeah. uh, Silva is opposite. Instead of like cutting them off as soon as like a few fights, like like if they cut them off after that DS fight, like Belcher mm-hmm. would have picked them up. They would have been like, "Oh yeah, this is still the Spider Anderson Silva, even though he lost, even though he won or lost. Like that was like a fight that wasn't that that good, that bad, but like it's good enough to draw for us at Bellator. But what Anderson and the UFC, yeah. they were like Anderson kept fighting for fucking years after the Weinman knockout. And the leg break, they're like they the UFC yes to Chupo, they already fucking sucked all the energy and all the fame from Anderson Silva. That Anderson's kinda at like the bottom, yeah. I wanna say, even though he's still the spider, you know, no disrespect. He's one of my all time favorite fighters of all time. And at at, at, oh, yeah. at his peak, he was in the Matrix, like nobody was beating him. But with that being said, yeah, fucking the UFC used him a lot so that so much so that like Belcher is kind of like, oh, you know, it's kind of like we would have liked them like two, three fights after the Wyman fight, but now the UFC is trying to give them to us, and Silva's trying to give us to us, us him, fucking seven fights after the Wyman fight. Yeah, man, I feel like with Anderson, he was more like a gatekeeper to a lot of fighters. Like if you could be him, you could get, you know, they just wanted to use his name after he got older. So like, yeah, I mean, and also, man, I, you know. I, if Anderson Silva wants to fight, man, I feel like he should go to one championship. I feel like he should go to one championship where they're doing like all these fucking Tekken, Street Fighter, fucking combos, up down AB, Killer Instinct, a hundred Ultra Instinct combos, like a hundred combos. Like, I want to go see Anderson Silva, give him like a good match, and I want to see Anderson Silva enter the Matrix, but not against somebody that's fucking like younger and like really, really crazy, you know. Dude, there's like in one championship, there's like fucking bros. I'm telling you, man, they're fucking fighting like it's a video game. It's crazy. It's savages, savages. Hey, well, Roger, we're almost at that time, dude. Like, hey, do you have any last words or any shout outs? Please, please. I'm going to start a donation service. It's going to be, I'm going to start a charity, not a donation service. It's going to be a charity. I've had this charity idea for a while now. It's called the Penny Campaign. Which is uh, I kind of did the math. There's like 316 million Americans in the United States. If we each donated a penny, that's over three million dollars. And what we can do is like, if everybody donated, mm-hmm. obviously not a lot of people, not everybody in the world's gonna donate. Not everybody, not every citizen is gonna donate a penny. But some people will donate like a dollar, which is like worth a hundred citizens, you know, worth of pennies and shit like that. Um, and I and I want to use that money mm-hmm. to like, um, you know, send to the send. To, Honestly, to help everybody, everybody, you know, I had cancer. I want to help kids with cancer. I want to help people with cancer in general, like adults too. help with the homeless population out here in Los Angeles and uh, feed families that are living over by the LAX bridge. There's like whole families that have like children that, you know, go to like school and stuff like that. The only food they get is at school. So I want to start, um, I want to start my charity called the Penny Campaign, which is all everybody just puts in the penny. If you can put in more, God bless. And we're going to use 100%. It's a non-profit char- charity. We're going to use 100% of the proceeds to go to all the things I listed, all the people that need it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you can send me all the links and everything uh, when I put the episode oh, up. Please and follow me at follow uh, Roger Lopez Comic on, um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Same thing, Roger Lopez Comic. Please follow my record label where I put out my music. Uh, uh, Roger That Records with a Z at the end. And my podcast at Roger That Podcast. Um, and Roger that on uh, all all streaming platforms. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rent review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow me on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, 
uh, Google Cast, Google, I mean, a Google, Google Cast, uh, Anchor, the whole nine yards. Um, everyone, if you like this episode, follow my boy Roger. Super, super cool guy. And uh, dude, when this whole shit's done, we're gonna be that's we're gonna have about, a fucking bro. beer, you homie. Have the best beers. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? Uh, when we oh, meet up, I got you, a four bro. pack thank for you, man. A lot, man. The beers that we have when we podcast, or the ones that you bring, exquisite. <laughs> no, no, Mega messed up oh. this game up. I got you some beers like for oh, four pack alone, cost about much, 40 man. bucks. Too much. I'm good with some like two dollar exotic. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'll just give you a total pack of blue ribbons. I used to drink those religiously. <laughs> I love those. Hey, hey, when you're cheap and you're like, hey, that's all I got. $5 oh, tall yeah, cans. Bro. Fuck.